0: Welcome back to the Obscura Broadcasting Company podcast, Famous Last Words. Uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about a new web series we have coming out soon called Writers that was created by Teresa and Andrew, who are sitting here with me today.
1: As we always are.
0: As they always <laughs> are. I'm Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Teresa. Welcome.
1: <laughs> Hi. So, yeah, we, we when did we decide to write this? this? We, like... Quite a while ago before we actually like sat two, down and write it. Two ish years. years ago. I think it was yeah.
0: before I even met you guys.
1: Yeah. 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 We hadn't filmed it until after we met you, but we had written it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, like many of our good ideas, came on a road trip.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know or may not have seen it yet, Riders is essentially about an Uber driver, but the company's called Riders. Uh, and then. He he has to deal with difficult and eccentric writers, and also difficult and eccentric people in his life who aren't writers.
1: <laughs> it could have easily been called difficult and eccentric. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but writers are so much more catchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Difficult
1: <laughs> and eccentric. It's not a no one ball back movie.
0: <laughs> so, how did you guys come up with the idea for this series? i pointed at you i
2: don't remember
1: oh um i think that we had just finished uh working on isaiah spencer's web series *Mirren and claire and we kind of liked the format uh the idea of doing a comedy we do a lot of things that have absolutely no hope uh and so doing something that had maybe one percent more hope than the usual things we do uh was really appealing to us so we came up with we wanted a vehicle pun intended for uh, just crazy, wacky characters and Uber uh, ride sharing just seemed like the the easy way to kind of bring the most crazy people we could possibly think of and absurd into our character's life. So then we made all the other characters weird too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, it felt like this was the fact that Uber and Lyft and all those... I don't know if there's any other ones. Um, became so popular recently and like a part of everyone's lives and Oh, I actually remember. Now I remember where we thought of this. You were briefly an Uber driver. Yeah,
1: like 3 weeks.
2: And I would like you would come home and tell me all these stories and they were always pretty ridiculous and I was just like Yeah, and then we we thought that this would be a great way to like write a comedy since we do some other dark and bleak films it would be nice to do something fun and funny and um so yeah that's how that came about you were an uber driver and brought home lots of stories
1: yeah terrible terrible times
0: (laughs) yeah no that's cool though it's 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 such a good concept for like bringing in all these eccentric characters and like having a reason for them existing if only for like one scene you know yeah instead of just like throwing them in there randomly what was the casting process like for this? Because there's so many characters.
1: Right. So we knew who we wanted the lead to be. It's uh, Jeremy Powell, who's uh, a really great actor. He has like pretty easy, flawless uh, comedic timing. Uh, despite not being considering himself like a funny person, he's got really like good instincts, and he he plays like the uh, not the damsel in distress, but like the the straight man in a world of chaos really really well and we knew we wanted to work with him and then we also knew we wanted to work with Dante Jones we had uh worked with him on Isaiah we had worked with both of them on Isaiah's thing but uh a number of other projects with Dante and we knew that Dante would be the crazy crazy roommate that comes along
2: we wanted to work with those people and then we cast Nicole Higgins who um plays sort of the female counterpart to um jeremy's character and tim's character who i haven't mentioned yet um tim and jeremy kind of play like best friends but tim's character is pretty ridiculous um and yeah so the, it would be like the three main people that we cast and then
1: we wanted to uh we wanted to have uh we've written a female lead and uh, we didn't really know anyone who kind of fit the the personality we were looking for. And Nicole recommended a longtime friend of yours and a uh, longtime friend of Nicole's or medium-length friend of Nicole's, Kim, Kim Trombley, who uh, had not had much acting experience before this, but really did a good job. Um, and then to play his ex-wife, we decided to go with like a Rebecca theme in that she's never really seen. She's just kind of her presence is all-encompassing. All and scary
0: (laughs) that's jada's character that's jada's character yeah so she is
2: seen in the the last last episode episode, Mm -hmm. but every other episode she's just heard from or talked about
0: yeah i love how like kind of silly and over the top all the characters are like tim is the first person that comes to mind obviously with his like extremely animated faces and everything did you guys tell him to play it like that or was that just his
1: instinct to do that
2: I think that was his instinct. I mean, we told him to be ridiculous. We told him to take it wherever he wanted to go, right? But
1: yeah, I mean, I think we told Tim. We did a lot of rehearsals, which we'd never really done a lot of before. Like we did extensive rehearsals and readings,
2: which we highly recommend.
1: Uh, yeah, which are the best. <laughs> uh, so it was a little bit listening to Tim do it, do the lines, and, and kind of giving him feedback. He think Tim's instinct is because he's such a nice guy in real life was to like pull it back because. Carson can be a little bit uh misogynistic and kind of crass and Tim not that Tim like struggled with that as an actor but he he felt I think awkward saying those some of the things that Carson says not that Carson's got a good heart but he's he's kind of he's like rough around the edges yeah yeah he's an asshole (laughs) and then we cast you (laughs) that's
2: right yeah chris had a cameo
0: i think i uh was the only person there to read for the part and then we were just like all right yeah let's let's do it yeah
2: oh that's right we had a rehearsal and then you were like okay i'll read this part and then we're just like oh well chris now you're sick man (laughs) i'm sick man yeah (laughs) who is one of the writers
0: and... and um another standout part for me is jake rydell He's really funny in this. And uh the guy who plays his brother, right? Uh Ben Blasing. Yeah. yeah, they're both really, really funny in the episode there. and How did how'd you guys find them?
1: Uh Jake worked with you and I on Emma at the Motel, and All I right. guess uh Nicole had found him. Uh and Ben was a guy that had auditioned. I had put up like a casting notice and he had auditioned for a number of roles. Or like one or two roles I had posted, I think maybe that's just one. And Ben gave a great audition but wasn't quite right for the part. And I kind of like just had his number on, in my phone. And I wrote this character. He's a bigger dude and he's uh, he's kind of a big intimidating presence. So when I wrote those characters of Lenny and George, he uh, <laughs> needed a big guy to play Lenny. So uh, they they had never acted together and they did a really good job, yeah. I thought.
2: Yeah, but, that that was a funny scene.
0: Can you guys talk about the visual style you wanted to achieve going into this, if you had a plan or if you just kind of, you know, run and gun, kind of figured it out as you went along or if you thought about it beforehand?
1: Mm. (laughs) We definitely made a plan. I mean, I think we always have a, a rough idea. Always the thing with low budget filmmaking is you locations are going to always be really really difficult uh and you're not going to have them for long and maybe you're there not legally and you are worried that you're gonna get shoot away Mm -hmm. um or you show up at a park you're going to shoot in and all of a sudden there's like people with boom boxes which happened one day oh yeah Uh, i was there that day yeah (laughs) i think part of the visual styling kind of came about in just doing basic coverage um shooting around and incorporating things kind of on our feet so it was like okay, we're in this bar, but we only have the bar from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Like, how do we write that into the story to make sure it doesn't seem like the bar's empty? Because it was, you know I mean? We don't have money or clout to fill a bar full of people at 11 a.m. on like a Saturday morning. So, um, not to give away all our secrets. Uh, but I think uh, a big part of our our plan was to, to incorporate where we were and and then to kind of feel out the scene emotionally. So certain scenes we shot you shot handheld uh or we decided to do kind of like very symmetrical framing um also making a car look interesting over and over again it was a struggle not a struggle but it's something that we were very cognizant of like
2: yeah filming in a car is very difficult because you only have like so many angles that you can shoot from and there's only so many ways to like make it look interesting and not like shaking a Mm -hmm. lot
1: (laughs) oh yeah we didn't want to go the the two gopros or like kind of route that like comedians in cars getting coffee uses uh just that just never really works uh well for what we were going for For what we were going for um we did run into a number of snafus like we did use a gopro for one shot where we had the we wanted a camera like right next to the wheel well and it fell off and got lost and then got returned which was amazing uh that guy wherever you are thank you
2: and the entire thing is recorded on the gopro so it's like an hour and you like see the person like pick it up and his wife are like oh my god what this just like fell off the car what do we do with this
0: how did he know it was yours
1: no they just brought it into atwater so oh. they were filming down the street uh and they uh brought it into the bar next door and then it's like oh huh, there's, our, there's nice. our gopro uh there was one particular episode that uh you talked about visual style and me, this is the part we use uh is we wanted to go with this idea that they go on a date, but their date is reliving kind of classic coming-of-age movies, uh, teen movies from the 80s. So we did a nod to, well, this one's not from the 80s, but Moonrise Kingdom, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Say Anything, Francis Ha, also not from the 80s. um, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah, to, to kind of give this idea of using... Uh, older reference, a reference of antiquated time to be like, okay, I recognize that this is like Breakfast Club, to use that the emotional weight to kind of like set it up. It's kind of like using visual reference to to not necessarily make up for bad storytelling, but to be like, oh, I know where they were in the story when this happened in this movie, so I know where they are in, in our story emotionally.
2: Right, and it was like a way to show a date, like a fun date in a in a different uh way than i don't know because like if you if you filmed an actual date it would might be kind of boring (laughs) like in real life you know like it's it's not boring to the people on the date and so how do we show like this fun this like new love thing outwardly yeah
0: it's like a cinematic representation of the date not necessarily like a literal date right yeah yeah
1: that's cool so we always we always end these by um Talking about what we're watching and what we're into, um, or things we've re- recently seen. I just saw uh, First Reformed, with, uh, Paul Schrader directing Ethan Hawke, uh, and it was it was stellar. Uh, he says that all there's four movies that it's just the same Travis Bickle character. This one particularly felt like it was Travis Bickle, but you know, a priest in upstate New York. Uh, really well acted, really well written, well shot. It is in 4.3, which was um, a big surprise to me. I didn't know it was in 4.3. That's
0: what happens when you don't watch trailers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it, I guess it, w- it made sense to be in 4.3 uh, just because it's kind of claustrophobic. But I'm not so sure about that. The sound design <laughs> was... a stylistic a, choice. Huh? If <laughs> it doesn't get nominated for an Oscar for screenplay, I'll be surprised. But it also should get nominated for an Oscar for sound design. The sound design was incredible. A really weird time to release it, I guess, A24 must be putting all their chips in uh, the Silver Lake movie that's coming out for Oscar season. (laughs) Chris, what are you listening to watching, doing, Um, experiencing?
0: I guess I'm going to recommend a movie that probably everybody's seen already, but I just watched it again, Um, uh, Lady Bird. I just watched that again, and I like that movie a lot, and I'm sure everybody's already seen it, so it's pointless for me to tell you about it. But if you haven't, go see it. It's good. Um, What do I want to say
1: about it? Yeah, what, was the, what what stood out to you the second... This is your second time, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. The, the whole movie is, is kind of... You're, like, trapped in this, like, emotional nostalgia that Greta Gerwig places you in in, like, her hometown of Sacramento. And, like, not, not her childhood, but from what I hear, it's a personal movie to her. So the whole thing is kind of, like, you're, like, in this, like, sentimental, like, memory. But um, the writing is just really good i think there's a lot of one-liners that are really funny that i noticed the second time around that didn't necessarily click as quick the first time yeah it's just an overall good film i think check it out if you haven't yeah <clears throat>
2: um i'm going to talk about the movie frank which we just re-watched
0: i just re-watched that like a couple weeks ago too
2: yeah we watched it the other night um and i love that movie because it's it's funny, but it's also a little dark mm-hmm. and a little sad and just really quirky. And I do think, like, I do wonder how much of that film seeped into our stylistic writing of writers because I think they have similar, like, eccentric characters and obviously, like, a completely different subject matter, but um, a similar sense of humor, I like to think. So I, I just enjoy that kind of sense of humor and... um if you haven't seen it, it's really good. It has Michael Fassbender, but you'd never know it because he's wearing a giant plastic head the spoiler entire film.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: well, it says the his name on the,
0: <laughs> the scene. Yeah, the like I think it's the last scene, though, when he shows up to the bar without the head and he sings that song. It's just like mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Now,
2: that's a spoiler. Yeah, that's a spoiler.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. The movie came out in 2014. Yeah, we could, we could spoil it all we want.
2: But yeah, it is a heartbreaking scene at the end. It's yeah. a sweet movie, but.
1: There's a my uh my friend, uh. My friends Mona and Randy have a a scale of movies they they rate, uh, and the movies go it's a one to three scale, and the the scale is one you should not pay to see this movie. There's no negative on the scale. They're they're from the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> one there is no there's there's you should not pay for the movie. The you you can go you should see it, but you don't you shouldn't pay for it. You should pay some money to see it as a, as a two. And a three is a movie that is extremely watchable and you should pay to see it. And Frank for me is one of those extremely watchable movies that it's, you can throw it on anytime and it can just be on the background and it's easy to like tune in and tune out. For that matter, most action movies are threes on that scale. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: No, it's a really funny movie. Yes. I love yeah. it. Yeah.
1: There. So I think that's it. There you have it. This has been famous last words. Uh, Please, if you want to see anything we talked about today, check out our YouTube page, which has our uh, our notes from this week. Anything we made mistakes on, uh, made reference to, will be there. Uh, so smash that like button. Uh, like that smash button. Subscribe. A- subscribe. And we will see you next week. I'm Andrew. I'm Chris. I'm Teresa. <laughs> and we still don't know how to sign off. Signing smash off. that
2: subscribe button. <laughs>